Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 28th of February to the 6th of March 2022. Monday the 28th of February. All of a sudden, it feels as if the mornings arrive noticeably lighter. The starlings are first into the feeder. I am struck by their many variations. Some are so dark they appear almost black, while others have soft, pale brown plumage, but all with glorious speckled markings. Later come the small birds, sparrows in their rowdy groups, robin ever-present darting back and forth from cover, blue tits seemingly clowning around, hanging upside down. Dunnock stays on the ground and has the patio to himself for some time. When I look out later, it is the burnished bronze bulk of a pheasant that pecks away at fallen seeds and new shoots of growth. His long tail feathers arch and touch the ground lightly. There is an absurdity to the difference in size from this bird of the field to the sparrow perched above. The fractal fronds of cow parsley are becoming more prominent. There are even the first few tiny white flowers appearing. I await with pleasure the delicate umbels that will come. By night, a light rain falls. Tuesday the 1st of March. Light rain hangs so fine in the air that it causes the world to fuzz and become gently diffused. Bare skin hardly registers the minuscule droplets and becomes damp somehow from nothing. Light does not break through all day. The grey and monotone hue of the day is soporific and sleep-inducing. Very few go out in such weather. The world hunkers down, goes back to bed and waits for minutes to be noted by rising and falling light. A kestrel alone makes flight. Rust feathers and sharp eye. Unhurried, despite the damp, a stroll of her flight. The day passes. Wednesday the 2nd of March. We are a soaked through world again. The rain continued through the night, into dawn and onwards. At first light, despite the dampness, the dawn chorus gains momentum. The choir builds each day. The production becomes more complicated and voices varied, lifting higher and louder. The lawn is sodden and saturated underfoot. Earth turned to mud slips under tread. Sparrows splash and bathe in a pool of water that is collected on one of the green garden benches. There is no let-up to the continuous falling of water. Neither is there a change in the sky, 
a sheet of blankness once again. Everything looks heavy from being soaked and puddles become so large by the sides of roads that they join in the middle. Makeshift mini lakes for the moment. We are in a water world. Thursday the 3rd of March. The spell is broken and we start the day with glorious sunrise. In the east, colours layer upon layer, pink, orange, blue and purple. Soft grey clouds that sit underneath are gently combed down towards the earth. At last it feels like spring. The arrival of the sun with gentle warmth encourages the opening of daffodils and crocus everywhere. Yellows, golds and purples jewel the verdant greens. They must have been there yesterday, and yet it is as if they have appeared by magic, brought about by the light. A kestrel hunts in early morning, hovering over scrub and grass, patient. A thrush is widening its range each day, practising sounds and replicating those it finds pleasing. Aquilegia leaves with soft, scalloped, rounded edges are delicate and splayed. They are sage green with the smallest hint of purple in the finest outline. Here is pheasant again, smug at having found easy pickings under the feeder. The sun shimmers off his glorious green head and rusted coat. I should scold him away, but I don't. One of next door's chickens has escaped again. It is a good day to be running loose and free. Friday the 4th of March. Back to grey. The promise of rain hangs in the air again. A looming feeling of dullness. A pied wagtail sits on an aerial seen through a skylight. Next to him a wood pigeon. At Sister One or Fours, we walk the garden with herbal teas as is customary when visiting anyone. A new house means new plants as yet unseen. What will the warmer weather bring? For Scythia and Winter Jasmine give a splash of bright yellow, early and welcome flowers. Wood violets carpet the ground in velvet purple. Old fallen apples are greedily enjoyed by one of the dogs, for the other old bark. Great tits take a viewing of the bird box, a pair. One keeps watch on a branch close by, the other pokes its head in and out for a long time. Perhaps this nest will be the best. At home, jackdaws glide serenely over the garden, alighting at the topmost branches of fir trees. Sparrows fill the hedge with bodies and sound. Everything is so very still, as if life has been paused. There is not even the slightest sway of branch. From the field and stark against a blank sky, a huge flock of birds fly. The camellia is close to flowering. Buds are set to bursting and tight pink petals peep through. I dig a new bed in the drizzle. Bright green caterpillars, sleepy and fat, are relocated. 
Robin waits for me to move so he can make the most of the unearthed spoils. Saturday the 5th of March. Rain is setting completely again, but within it spring continues to arrive in certainty. The ornamental cherry has blossom ready to burst. Pink frothy petals will soon appear. Narcissus are up and holding bright yellow heads high. Everywhere you look there is a push and the holding of breathless anticipation. Long-tailed tits hang from the spindle branches of weeping crabapple, which themselves are sporting the tiniest showings of bright green foliage. Starlings and wood pigeons fight for the rights to the feeder. Sparrows watch from the edges, waiting for their chance to dart out. Puffed up against the rain, they sit in old elder. The rain is fine and light, but everything is thoroughly soaked through. Underfoot, the ground moves with slicks of mud. Sunday the 6th of March In gentle early morning light, a dunnock perches on a stem that sticks out from the middle of a hedge. A flap of torn away bark from a silver birch moves gently in a breeze. Robin, Blackbird and Pied Wagtail make an interesting trio at the feeder. Mum and I meet at a garden centre, each with our own wishes. It is freezing cold. The wind is biting and iced and hurts the skin with pinches. I warm my heart with the purchase of ferns. By afternoon, the sun makes an on-off appearance weakly and fleetingly in the cold. As I dig in the new, I grow inches in moments. The thick Suffolk earth, more clay-like in such soakings, clings to my boots, and I move the garden unwantedly by foot. The great shards of green that are the blades of iris part easily by fork. I use my hands to separate the bulbous tubers and place them to new homes. An old rose has sent new growth high into the air. Carefully I cut away all excess. It can feel brutal to discard the brightness of new buds, but it will do no harm, and the changes now will make for a better later. Seedlings periscope joy out of warm earth. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.